Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? I am going solo tonight. So there's no Chris, it's just me. So I'm going to wait for people to kind of start strolling in. Uh, I have some questions. Thank you guys for submitting your questions. I always appreciate when you do that. Uh, I'm going to wait for some people to come in. I'm going to start going through these questions and answering it. I uh, hope everybody is doing well. Feel free to ask questions in here as well. We're just going to... It's usually, These are just usually like... How, how do you feel moments? These are just like catching up on current events. This isn't anything serious. Uh, most of our serious conversations are saved for our actual episodes. So you could always check those out wherever you listen to podcasts. We made a switch recently, though. We, we were with Simplecast, and we're switching over to Anchor to try that out. It's free. You get some ads, uh, ad money right off. So that's kind of cool. And we're just going to see how that goes. So I'm going to send these, this live out to a couple people first. And I'm going to start answering some of these questions then for you guys um yeah wonderful thursday weather was amazing down here in philly was just like 80 which was nuts um and that's why i'm going to share with you what beer i'm having actually i'm having it's a double eraser hood and the reason why i'm so excited about the double eraser hood from love city is because you can't get it from them at least anymore and i thought it was just gone for a while and Sure enough, Kaylee and I walked into a distributor just a couple blocks away from her place, and there was a shit ton. It was amazing, and I I just couldn't be happier. It was so exciting. Um, I bought $100 worth of beer of Just Love uh, Double City Eraser Hood because it is that good. But let's start getting through some of these questions. Um, We'll see how long this lasts tonight. So, first question is from our friend Raven. And she asks, dreams come true. Right, Jonathan? Dreams do come true. Make sure you hit me up tomorrow, Jonathan. Um, We're supposed to talk, and I can't wait to talk to you. Uh, But first question from Raven comes, what do you recommend for someone just getting started in craft beer? So I took this a couple of ways. The first way is someone who's just getting introduced to actually drinking craft beer and uh, doesn't know where to start, might not be a beer drinker, To begin with, I tend to say, think about, like, food you like. But more importantly, think about... Oh, me more. Uh, Think about the different types of drinks you like. Do you like juicy stuff? Do you like tea? Do you like bitter stuff? Like, like, do you like a dry wine? Um, What kind of cocktails do you like? That's a good jump point. Uh, A lot of people will start to throw, like, IPAs at you, and that could be tough. That could be uh, really bitter and really hard for some people to really get into. So I wouldn't necessarily say oh start off with what my favorite is and i would never recommend giving a friend your favorite drink to start off because craft beer is such a huge industry and it's such a huge uh, amount of flavor profiles that it, it's overwhelming and if you start somebody off with something that they won't like phew, you, you might never ever get them uh into craft beer and it's such a fun experience How's it going, Built by Creatives? Chris, Chris, okay, you just popped in. Uh, I took a screenshot of this because it popped up when I started going in. Start with light samples and flights. Yeah, flight samples do that. That's amazing. Like, if you're at a location that you can do flights, do flights. But if you can't, yeah, just uh, really hear the person out and try to match it. And if you don't know where to go based off of those recommendations, if you are at a brewery, somebody should be able to help. Um, but Chris, my co-host Chris, who's down in Atlanta having fun without me, 
And that's why I have $100 worth of double eraser hood. Uh, you can now add up to three people on these lives. So this might get interesting going forward. I'm very excited to test this out with some people. So now when you and I aren't available to sit down and bring in other people, we can still be separate and bring in more. Oh, shit. Chris is coming in. I thought I'd be excited. What's my comfort beer? Oh, this might be my comfort beer. Uh, my comfort beer, uh, that's a really good question. Do you have a comfort beer, Chris? 747. Seven, right? seven. Oh, shit. Yo, yeah. Um, comfort beer? I would probably go with something lighter, maybe. Like, Bell's is always a go-to for me. Yo, or maybe like. Oh damn! My bad. Um. Yeah, I would. I would say. I would say Bell's Too Hearted is probably a comfort beer for me. That's a good. I think I get them most often. <laughs> yeah, Bell's Too Hearted is a great go-to. Um when in doubt uh i would also say for me a good comfort beer it's not as light, i guess but it's uh i like tropes perpetual i i just realized that the other day i was just like if i had to go for something when in doubt and more likely not it will be around it's a tropes perpetual although i will say this beer i'm having right now is pretty damn good new realm the is pilsner pretty from, the pilsner from new realm you know what any pilsner is a comfort beer for sure Chris, this beer is a comfort beer. You know what? Screw you, man. You know. So we're gonna be in the uh, Philly area on Monday. So like. Hey, yo! Pick up, pick up a four pack. I I have five. I have one, two, three. Four. I have five four packs that I bought. What do you want? I just want you. I do like any beer. Oh my god, Tired Hands is always amazing. Unfortunately, I don't think they're like open for like sit down and like their food, which their food has always been amazing, but their beer is still incredible. Um, I got this really funky like Saison mixed with like a wine, and then I didn't get anything else besides the beer for Anador. So, Tired Hands, always great. Can never go wrong with Tired Hands. They're very funky, they're very farmhouse. Um, the Alien Church. Do you see how many alien variations city. of the alien church there are now? Yeah, there's like a whole, it's like 10 of them. Yes. Sorry, I'm like looking at a bunch of different, like, interesting. Okay, sorry. There's like a bunch of different, like, weird buttons now. I, I'm no longer getting the button for, like, adding photos. I'm, I'm like, distracted. But speaking of tired hands... There is, um, there was a question that I thought was good. It was uh, based on your untapped. Thankfully, where you were wasn't that far. <laughs> yeah. What types of beer do you need to drink more? My bad. We're like we're like moving around here. Nah, you're good. I was like, yo, we just have. I just have some time, so I might as well hop in. Hey, what what are you drinking down there? Uh, 
you you showed it earlier, but that we had a question pop up real quick. What what are you drinking in Atlanta? Well, it's it's mirrored and all, but it's a New Realm Euphonia Pilsner, and then I also have Wild Beast in the fridge. Their double IPA, fifteen series. A oh, word, which is, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It, it it had a lot of pineapple to it, but this Pilsner is like the perfect. Like the weather down here is fucking gorgeous right now, so like I'm just chilling with a Pilsner right now. Love it, love it. Um, how is Atlanta? How's Atlanta treating you overall? What did you guys do today? Man, we. We haven't done much yet. We're going to uh, we're going to a restaurant a little bit around eight. Um, other than that, we really just got to the Airbnb probably around like five. And you know we we walked over to a store that was like right by us, grabbed some grabbed some alcohol, and we've just been chilling. So just kind of preparing for the for the weekend. Love it! I'm excited for you guys. We're like uh, we're like fifteen minute walk south of Piedmont Park. Yeah, yeah, you're really so, close. I I wasn't looking around. I wasn't checking <laughs> on you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Piedmont. Great. Oh, that's where it is. Piedmont. Uh, that that's a huge, huge park. When I say take your time getting through Piedmont, take your time getting through Piedmont. Uh, Piedmont. There's some places along the edge of it. Uh, that are like yeah. different pizza shops and restaurants and whatnot, but uh, there's coffee all over the place. It's it's a great time. I thoroughly, just thoroughly enjoy Atlanta. So I I, I can keep giving recommendations, but <laughs> yeah, like we are like squarely in we're like in probably around the center of Midtown, I guess, okay. or slightly south Midtown. Um, I mean, it's just like a this is like a quiet, like quiet neighborhood. Kind of feels a little bit like um, College Heights. Okay. Where we're in, nice. College Heights and Reading. Yeah. Uh, for everyone listening. So, um, I, I, what I'm, yeah, what I think is at the very like bottom of Piedmont, you should be able to get onto the Belt Line as well, and that will help connect you to different, yeah, different areas. So, I uh, definitely recommend doing that. Um, let's get into some other, uh, some of these questions while we're here. Uh, talk more about beer culture and ways it might exclude Porfer. So this is from Malika. I actually will be dropping a beer review with her and Jazz on Sunday. And um, right. we got some beer from the Bronx Brewery. And we were just kind of talking about, she went to Kalamazoo, I think. Um, and she said there was a brewery that she used to go to that they did like a stock exchange type of, like John, where the most popular beer at the hour or whatever would drop down to two bucks. And so, and I was like, that's, that's insane. That's incredible because that, that opens up the doors for people that that's access. That is like uh, dropping a barrier of entry. Cause like we often talk about, you know, your average craft beer drinker who drinks at least one craft beer on a week is making anywhere between seventy-five dollars to $99,000, which I have to believe that has to be dropping because the amount that I am drinking and the poorness that I have, <laughs> I, I, I have to be bringing that curve down. Um, 
<laughs> we both bring that curve down. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a high curve, man. Seriously. But uh, beer culture, ways that it might exclude poor folk, there, there's there's a lot of ways. Um, it's exclusionary in itself. And just within just talking about that that range in, uh, by itself, it, it's not outrightly saying like, oh, you know, the question's about poor folk. But like when we look at this, more like why we're seeing a lack of diversity and inclusion is because of you know the barriers of entry the 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 hurdles that black and people of color have to face in order to even try to get to a level of wealth that exists outside of us right and uh, i think a lot of that we speak about it often in craft beer there's not a lot of things that are outrightly exclusionary but there's not a lot of inclusiveness there's not a lot of steps that really like we want you to come and sit with us and uh drink this beer and, and learn more about the cold so yeah yeah like when i think you know we talk about a lot how like a brewery is usually like the first signs of gentrification or like the early signs of gentrification and it's like you know so they're in the area right you're here why aren't the people from the area coming to your business why are people from outside of the neighborhood coming to your business? You know, from the inside, from a business perspective, you know, you would think you would, you would go, Hmm, like we're not doing anything in particular to say you, 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 you can't come in here. So now you have to think a little deeper about, you know, what are the issues that, you know, what are the issues out of your control? Like craft beer is seen as this like affluent white, kind of thing so you have to be able to reach out to the community and work with the community and actually bring something to the community besides just being a business in the community right and i think uh four city brewing in new jersey does a really good job of talking about that a lot where they're saying like hey just showing up and being in the community isn't being part of that community if you're not reaching out to the local businesses because guess what no one's walking in because they don't feel comfortable um now Correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Nikir? <laughs> Nikir? Uh, she, in, in, in the comments, wrote, beer going for $8 a pint kind of makes it a splurge for anyone that isn't at least upper lower class or lower middle, middle class. And that's a very yeah. real, like, that. that's the talking point. Just Niki. <laughs> So, so we've had a lot of uh, groups of people stop listening to the podcast because of Tyler, and now, it's, now it's 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 bleed, it's bled over to the lives. Nikki, I'm so I'm, I'm so sorry. I, but what I was going to say is that that's a very true point. So talking, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, talking about Kalamazoo, talking about like the, the the beer stock exchange, kind of where it drops down, and you have that availability to purchase something at such a low cost and, and buy something that usually you can usually spend eight dollars plus on a beer. Uh, I know when I do Taver and stuff like that, like eight dollars is usually the minimum. Like, and I can go yeah. up to like a seventy dollar like bottle, right? And right. And so I think what's very interesting is we had a luxury of getting into craft beer with uh, in Reading Mike's Tavern, you know, 
where where you had a lot of the, like you had a lot of these great beers being introduced to us for around four dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, it, it's it's dumb cheap actually. Like when you really sit back and think about it, and the thing is, it's like it's not really a neighborhood bar because there isn't much of a neighborhood there, honestly. But like. It's weird. It's weird. Like Mike's Tavern, when I think about it, is weird in terms of like the clientele that it pulls in. It's kind of like that old, it's like the old Reading clientele, mm-hmm. like the generation before us. So it's a little weird like that. But at the same time, I appreciate the live music aspect of it. That's always a part of it. And it's just like the ultimate dive bar gem, you know? Like, if you were new to Reading and you just, like, oh, let's pop into this dive bar in the middle of nowhere in Reading, it would be one of the best experiences of your life. Right. Mike's is, like, a gem because, like, you get the music, you get... Hey! You get, I, I'm, I'm grabbing another beer. Uh, you get the music, but you get really good craft beer, and Mike's Tavern was one of those places that, like... Uh, that first wave, that big wave of craft beer in like the eighties, I believe, that was that was yeah, the place. Yeah. And so, when we got to experience the newest wave, uh, we had somebody that was already kind of experienced with that. So we got a, a lot of big right. gems before, you know, they were really readily available, and that that was a lot of fun. So it's it's about part of its research. Like if you if you're getting into craft beer, like. Are you really getting to the craft beer spot, or are you just getting to a spot that's trendy? And I think that's that's the difference. yeah, yeah. Like, like in Reading, you go to Mike's Tavern, you go to uh, Canal, and you go to Mary's if you're picking up, right? And, and but barley. if you're going to sit down and barley, but that's that's not in Reading though. That's not Reading. Sorry, I'm talking about the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking Red, about the Redding city. Proper. Yeah, Reading proper. <laughs> like you go to Canal or you go to Mike's Tavern. Those are the two spots. And me and Tyler, I remember we. It was you and I in Mike's Tavern on like. It was like a Wednesday or a Thursday, like some random night of the week, and it was just you and I and the bartender sitting there, and he's just giving us free drinks off of the taps. Just talking. Right. So we were talking about, about Bojack Horseman and beer. Bojack, yeah. <laughs> that's right. We were, But it was just like, that's like the vibe, though. It's just like homey. Like, you just sit down, you just chill, you have a couple, and it's really one of those social bars like that. And I think, like, that becoming a bigger part of craft beer culture um, might lead to the dropping of price the the that that barrier of entry because when you try to make this more of a communal thing and stop making it more of a like exclusivity and i I think we're gaining uh we're getting to that that point because we used to be the you got to get to treehouse you got to get to trillium you got to get to the answer right and you have to stand in line and it's going to take forever to get this and you're going to pay out the ass in order to get these beers but you know, if you listen to uh, podcasts like us or <laughs> Untapped, you know, whoever, <laughs> but actually, like, uh, the little no, like the little known uh, podcast of Untapped, uh, drinking socially. But if you listen to stuff like this, you, you're hearing that more where 
this uh, stand in line culture is starting to dissipate a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, it still exists, but you're, yeah. you're seeing that this is changing. You know, you don't have to go out of your way to get a quality beer anymore. Like there, there is quality I'm beer out there. And on the other end, we're talking about again, people involved in craft beer, more black people, more people of color, more culturally diverse community uh, of a community you're going to start broadening the flavors. We're working on that series now, the non-whiteness of beer and like what beer culture existed like before the beer that we know even existed. So you can check that out. It's like it's released next week. Plug. All, all, of, all of the plugs. Um, We're here to plug. That's, that's literally what we do here. Speaking of good podcasts to listen to about craft beer, especially like black people talking about craft beer, Bruising Banter Podcast is in here right now, so make sure you check them out. Absolutely. Our absolutely, absolutely wonderful Beer Quest was in here. Uh, he does some really cool stuff, and he's over across the pond. Uh, he's in New Amsterdam, usually. I think he's home for across a little bit. I, mean, I keep meaning to get in contact with Chris. Um, but make sure you check those people out. Support the community. Uh, Nikki's in yeah, there. Definitely. Check her out. Uh, there's been a lot of people featured in the uh, – beer Instagram to follow. I think it was out uh, Ale Sharpton, which might be down in Atlanta. Um, he got featured. Yeah, Black true. Beer Chick got him uh, featured. There's, there's a couple more, but that, that was pretty cool. Let I, I'm going to wait for later in case you have to get off to move on to the women in beer, women-owned breweries. I have a list of like women-led brewery uh, initiatives, especially within the Northeast area where we're from. Yeah. Um, but you're on here now. I thought this was a cool question. I wasn't expecting uh, you to be on here, and I'm going to try. I wasn't expecting to be on here. Huh? I wasn't expecting to be on here, but I was like, oh wait, we have. I have time, so might as well hop in. Oh, you have time today. Um, I'm going to try to answer this one without like getting choked up and crying like I did last time. Um, because the question I got was, what's your favorite thing about Chris? And I remember your birthday just trying to talk about, like, our friendship over the last 20, like, plus years, right? And uh, I got really choked up. And so my favorite, I, I don't know. You have always found a way to keep me level-headed. Like, you've always found a way to keep me rational or not even to keep me rational. You allow me to go off the deep end and then just be like, <laughs> <laughs> do you see where we are right now? <laughs> right. And then at the same, same end, like we can just like start going for a walk to talk about something and then end up like five miles away at a mall across a highway and realize that we yeah. can ride back. Oh yeah. We're lifelong life friends. I met you what pre-K kindergarten, like, and yeah. it's, you know, we lived on the other side of the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We would meet up at the cemetery. Uh, lifelong friends. And uh, I, I think that's, you, you've been with me for some of the highest highs, and you've been with me for the lowest of lows. And um, again, try not to get like too emotional on this call. Uh, I, I don't know anybody else that I could call a truer friend than than you so that's my favorite thing <laughs> Cheers. man 
I, I, I appreciate all of that, of course, unironically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I'm here to do. You know, that's, that's what I try to bring to the world in general. And obviously we've been friends forever. And, you know, I just, I, I genuinely just try to do what I would want done for me in the same situation. So that's kind of how I try to approach everything. Um, but we've just had such history together and it's, it's been fun to see it grow. And if we really, you know, we don't really take a second to sit back and really think about it, but you know, now that I think about it, it's, it's pretty remarkable. So, and now we have the podcast that kind of, you know, it almost forces us to keep, keep going with it. You know, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. It's, it's a little mind blowing sometimes when you sit back and think about the gravity of it. Yeah, it's like we've always had, uh, we've always been a team. Like, we played baseball together, so there's that team aspect of it. Uh, when we would be at the park playing basketball together, a lot of times that that ended up us being on the same team. Um, group projects in like school, because we went we went from elementary through high school together. Uh, so, yeah. so that happened, uh, and then again, if you look at us now working always working together in in some capacity so uh you know you know uh both of us grew up as only only children right and i I always like make that comment i was just like yeah i might have like i might not have had siblings around me but i had chris as a brother my whole life so yeah all right right. enough of the sentimental thing so my my favorite thing about me is I want to hear this though. You have to go now. Yeah. What is my favorite thing about me? I like my jump shot. Yo, your jump shot smooth. Smooth. That that, that that's about as deep as I can go with myself. <laughs> I love your jump shot. Always made me jealous. I just started getting back into basketball at the park, like when it got warm out, and I'm like, oh, I I still kind of got it. I haven't played a game yet, so that's kind of where it might go downhill. We were walking down the block, and it's nice weather out. And so we're walking, passing alleyway, and there's this basketball rim off to the left. And I'm just like, okay. I, I took a step, and Kayla like pulled me back because like I saw it, and I was like, I'm gonna go like touch rim, <laughs> like it just crossed my eyes. Like, oh, yeah. she might have she might have saved your knees, man. Probably. <laughs> But like that was the first thought, and I realized like I'm like this back to normal conversation. That might have been the most back yeah. to normal like thought that has gone through my head in a long time. Yeah, because like, it's it's been a while. It has been quite a while. Oh, a bitch is vaccinated too, by the way. Like fully vaccinated. You almost died on that second dose because we recorded that. that yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that's not Tyler being drunk. That's Tyler being vaccinated. So that was bad. Yeah, we. I mean, we were both kind of like low energy, but geez, yeah, it was it was rough. Falling asleep during the podcast, bad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Oh shit! Okay, I gotta go. Um, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave you off with that. Like, I appreciate. I appreciate you trying to take this solo. Um, I only jumped in so that you had no chance of doing a full solo episode, so I could still keep that for myself. 
<laughs> I appreciate you, man. Yeah, have fun. I can't wait till you get back. I have that four pack waiting for you. Tell me all about Atlanta. I, I miss you and I can't wait to see you. Oh, miss you too, buddy. We'll see. We'll see you soon. Back in the back in the fillet. Yeah. See you on the other side. <laughs> Peace out, man. All right, so which vaccine did I get? I got the, um, I got Moderna. I got Moderna both times, obviously. Um, I, I hope I'm still being broadcasted. Uh, I, I see Chris is like circling, so I, I don't know what's going on. So hopefully I'm just gonna, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on here, but uh, Okay, cool. Oh, you got you got it too. Did you get both, or are you on your? Are you getting? Are you waiting for your second one? Because uh, Moderna. Oh my God, that took me out the second time. The first one I was sore, but the second one I like. As the second day progressed, I was knocked out. Like that wasn't any fun. Um, I wouldn't put that on anybody. Uh, and this is like I, I used to uh, get allergy shots uh, on a weekly, then biweekly basis. And so I was used to getting like shots, but woof, I've had both hospital. Jeez. Okay. That's cool. Um, oh, okay. So this is the next one that I want to get into. Uh, the next talking point, it's women and beer, women own breweries. And this is the one that I was going to say, uh, I'm just going to speak on the Northeast section of the world. And that's, uh, I'm just going to go through this. Article from Hot Culture. My first one took me out, only arm sore after second. Wow, okay, that was the opposite for me. That's really interesting. But you got Austin Street Brewery, which is in Portland. That, that, that threw me for a loop. But then you also got Backward Flag Brewing Company, which is in Forked River, New Jersey. So that's close enough that I got to check out. Collective Arts Brewing Company, which is in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. So, I mean... Technically, yes, Northeast, but uh, it's going to take me a little longer to get to. Fifth Hammer Brewing Company in New York, New York. You have Garrison City Beer Works in New Hampshire. Harlem Brewing Company in New York, New York. Okay. And then you also have Interborough Spirits and Ale, which I did not know. I have had Interborough Spirits and Ale, and I'll probably uh, support them more, but that's Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Brooklyn's only combination brewery and distillery was co-founded by Laura Dirks, now a legend in the New York City beer scene. So that's cool. Definitely got a shout out to her. Uh, Lamp Lighter Brewing Company in Cambridge. Oh, that's just across the pond when I was in Boston. Interesting. Mustache Brewing Company, Riverhead, New York. Rhythm Brewing Company. Now, this is the this is uh, black-owned, I believe, Rhythm Brewing Company in New Haven, Connecticut, and they feature on lagers. So, if I was going to talk about beers that I need to put into my repertoire a little more, and I need to like try out lagers is up there. Pilsner was high, and I've started getting on the Pilsner kick to try more Pilsners, but lagers, yeah, that's what I got to do. Oh yeah, so this whole list, Raven. Oh my God, uh, Raven, I'll get backtrack to your question and re-answer it for you. But will you put it on the list on your IG, please? Yes, of course. Uh, I'm going to – so I think it's limited to 30, so there might be a part one and two for this. But I will create this list, um, which will be the – it's uh, Women Craft Breweries to support right now. This is from Hop Culture. We always try to give credit. The other one, I forget what 
I think I might be a beer advocate. But uh, we just basically take these lists and we're going to put them on to our guides in our uh, on our post and just create this uh, roadmap. So when you're traveling, if you want to check to see if you're close to anything, you could always click on our our guide and you'll see what uh, we recommend in your area. But Rhythm Brewing Company, New Haven, uh, Talea Beer Company, New York, New York. The Alchemist, which I didn't know. That's interesting. Out of stuff. Did you know the wife and husband duo, Jen and John Kimmich, started one of America's most coveted and revered breweries together? And that's why I said I didn't know that, because it's The Alchemist. I mean, come on. You're talking about Hetty Topper? Hetty Topper has a like a, a woman that's part of that? That's amazing. You'd love to like see that type of like uh, story because when we talk about craft beer and the underrepresented uh represented people on craft beer it's obviously like black people black women especially but then it's also women women are not a, a historically known uh element current element because we i think there's an article floating around right now about women uh in america especially being part of it but when you look over in africa too there's always been a heavy woman influence so it's interesting because women were involved with the craft beer process or not craft beer, the beer process for a long time until they no longer were so it's a uh, that's always the interesting part and black people too were very involved with the beer process until they weren't so it's a it's an interesting conversation but let's keep going you got Torch and Crown. That's also New York. Hold up. I'm calling. Wait, what? Trogues is on the list. Founded with a sense of adventure and curiosity, Trogue approaches beer with a touch of whimsy and a sense for the mythical, both on display and in their latest year-round release. Hey, Tron. Wow. Get, get me to this point. Behind this quirky brewery is a serious team of women driving the engine across all departments, from marketing and design to sales and management, which is why we're teaming up with them for our Bring Beer to Life workshop. That is interesting. Uh, Trogues, I grew up a couple of hours away from. Uh, Trogues is, uh, as I said, one of my go-to comfort beers is a perpetual. Uh, Nimble Giant is a huge beer for me. Love Nimble Giant. So uh, that that's cool to see that they uh, do that. Uh, I didn't know too much about the team behind them, but I knew they were pretty um, down, for lack of better terms, because I know they partnered with Fresh Fest uh, to create a signature beer for Fresh Fest. So that, that's pretty cool. Two Roads, again, a beer that I've had, a uh, brewery that I've had out of Connecticut. Twin Elephant, that's in New Jersey. Southeast, wow. So there, there are um, a lot in apparently Guinness Open Gate in Baltimore. They have some, but I mean, there, there's seemingly a lot. Oh, okay. We're just talking about the Northeast section too. So we're almost done with this, but there's Oozle Finch, um, which I think Hobson Charlie might've mentioned before uh, the last time we went live with her. And uh, so there's that. And then Resident Culture Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina. Midwest Second Shift Brewing. Oh, nope. Never mind. Second Shift is in the Midwest. We're no longer talking about women-led breweries. But this is an amazing article. Um, I will try to figure out a way to get this out to people if they need it. Maybe we'll put it in our link tree, this article, because I think this is wonderful. Uh, it's a great resource. We'll make a guide on our page as well to, to just visually see what this all looks like. But that was a great question. Um, so, yeah. 
let, let, let's go back to this. Oh, Raven. Are, Raven, are you still in here? <gasps> Raven, you're still in here. Love you. Uh, what do you recommend for someone getting started in craft beer? It is to talk to somebody and uh, have them hear out what you actually enjoy drinking. What do you like with cocktails? What do you like with food? What do you like just drinks in general? What, what, what flavors do you enjoy? And that's going to be um, the best way to get recommended good beer. Don't let a friend of you say, a friend of yours say, oh, I really like this IPA. I, or I really like IPAs. You, you should love IPAs too. Don't, that's the worst thing you can do. Don't recommend stuff that you like because you like it, but actually hear out somebody else. And I think that's just in general. It's like when it's music, you really care about someone's music taste. It's about, hey, what do you like about music? It's not, oh, this is my favorite song. You should like it too, because everyone has different opinions and different tastes. And that's why, if I find a beer now that I'm not necessarily a fan of, I don't say it's a bad beer. I say it's not for me. Like Drake. Drake is not met. Oh, I hate Drake. Okay, I can't even lie. I would like to say Drake's not for me. I just don't like Drake. But that that's the example I have to give. All right, let's see. Any unpopular beer-related opinions? Okay. So when I was hearing this question, this was the one that, oh yeah, Aubrey, <laughs> that man, <laughs> Aubrey, uh, uh, any unpopular beer related opinions? Um, if you follow me on Instagram at two twenty three, you might've seen that I had a Corona today. Uh, I don't mind having a Miller light from time to time. I'll even drink Miller High Life. I like PBR. Uh, I am not going to sit here and say that I am above you because I only drink five, like an average of a 4.5 beer, right? Uh, I enjoy everything, you know, I, shit. But I'm also the person that would eat a salad with no dressing because I, on the other end, I also feel like you should be able to appreciate the bare bones ingredients for what they are. Um, so maybe I'm not the best person to, to talk to because I could eat a hot dog with no dressing, ketchup, mustard, which apparently ketchup on a hot dog is like an American. So, uh, apparently there's a lot wrong with me. So maybe you shouldn't even be listening to what I said. Chris has been gone for like 10 minutes and this is already derailed. And I think I could potentially lose people on, on the show based off of what I'm saying. So. This is why I love Chris, because he keeps me balanced. Um, what in your life are you most particular, pretentious, strongly opinionated about? Oh, I had an answer for this. And what was that answer? I, I definitely had some. Oh, okay. And this is beer related, too. I absolutely have an answer for this. Uh, if it's not out of the New England area, it is not a New England IPA. It's just a hazy IPA. So if you are on the West Coast and you are calling it a <laughs> New England IPA, it is not. Fuck off. I don't care. And that's all I have to say about that. That's the most pretentious thing, I think. Based on your untapped, we did that one. And what's your ideal date? Uh, obviously a brewery. Now, um, ideal date, that, that's always interesting to me. It has to be food. Um, I think my grandma always put it in this, uh, this way for me. She was just like, hey, if you're going to date somebody, you need to like, 
take them to like eat pizza or take them and get something that's messy, like go get ribs or barbecue or something like that. Because if you can't take them at a point of eating something like that, then you shouldn't be with them. So I know it was a metaphor. It's you should be able to take somebody at their worst, not at their best. Um, it's easy to take them at their best, but if you, if you can't handle them at their worst, you don't deserve them at their best. I think that was Marilyn Monroe. Um, so I, I think that's like my ideal first date is just something messy, you know? Uh, it's paintball, right? It, it's what, what can you do that puts you in an uncomfortable position? And an uncomfortable position is uh, when I think you are your most authentic because you don't know what to do uh, when you're comfortable you you can kind of show off but yeah wow i got this in like under 45 minutes i have no more um questions that need to be answered from from here if you have any that you would like to ask me in in the uh chat here feel free um i'm just gonna enjoy this beer a little bit longer and uh, there was one other thing I wanted to address. I forgot to get Chris's input on this, but apparently there were some issues with the Black and uh, Black is Beautiful campaign. I, I think there was one person in particular that wasn't actually being very transparent. We weren't understanding where the uh, the funds were going, and it's unfortunate to see something like that happen with such an amazing amazing initiative and so i i was a little disappointed to to read and see about that afro beer chick was uh pretty pretty strong on on that front at least from what i saw so um my my thoughts are more of disappointment than they are of any actual critical like um take on it any of this because i didn't look into it much further but yeah exactly see it's making its way around and it's unfortunate you know when you have something so strong as that initiative because we just had an i just had another black is beautiful lately um i I thought it was dying out and i got my opportunity to try it again so that was exciting but when you have an initiative that's so amazing like that uh, um you you hate to hear any type of negative press even if it's not to their fault uh surrounded by it and uh so that, that was a little upsetting but, you know, uh, Black is Beautiful is still one of the most amazing things in craft beer to have happened, in my opinion. Um, I, I'm so excited to see what the Black beer community is like afterwards, you know, like seeing Fresh Fest uh, through the eyes of others uh, in the before times and seeing Clubhouse more recently, but seeing how the Black beer community really rallies around each other. Uh, it's so inspiring. I was on a walk today in Philly because it was beautiful and uh, passed by a wine school, which also does beer courses for like home brewing and stuff like that. So I'm going to do a little more research. Uh, Hopefully uh, I might be able to start down a Cicerone path or something. Uh, I would love to get more educated in beer so I could talk a, a little better about what I am enjoying but also just have more knowledge so i'm very excited excited about that uh for anybody that doesn't know i think untapped partnered with beer drop to do a uh free beer giveaway all you have to do is in the next couple weeks post your beer pictures there's a couple tags make sure you follow untapped to get that information 
Uh, there's a couple tags that you can use, and then they'll pick a winner, and you can get, I think one of the grand prizes is free, free beer for a year. And I don't know about you, but I could use that uh, type of experience. Um, but that would also allow me to be able to introduce more people into craft beer because of having that beer. Uh, one, I could just save the money, but two, I could also, with all that beer that I get, I can still continue to spend the money on what what I have. Uh, I can get my own beer, but now I can also work better on like, oh, I want to introduce people. So I thought that's cool. What are your thoughts on this year's Fresh Fest and safety protocols? Um, I, I don't know. I have to read into it because I know that's one, I know it's named something different, I think. Uh, it's not Fresh Fest anymore. Uh, I didn't look at the safety protocols. You weren't on earlier, I don't think. But uh, as I said earlier, bitch is fully vaccinated. And so I'm just like, ah, right. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm still going to take like precautions. I still want to, even if it's just about like visually looking uh, and, and helping people feel more comfortable in the situation. Barrel and flow, sorrow. No, it's cool. Uh, I, I just knew that there was a name change. Uh, I got to look into it. I, I, I want to see what that's about. I'm hesitant. Um, I wasn't necessarily crazy about how things were handled for the shutdown of the first one. And so I got I to look into things because I'm pretty sure I just lost out on like 300 some dollars for the first one. Like when that got canceled. And so I just don't know how to feel about going into to something new yet i i don't have 300 dollars to just kind of fucking like throw it around and so i'm not necessarily sure if i want to i don't, I don't want to be a guinea pig at the moment either like while i walk around while i still go to crap like breweries and stuff like that i'm also not putting myself in situations with a lot of people and so um if that is the case with this next round of fresh fest or barrel and flow um uh, we'll see I, I might not be involved with that, but anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for uh, asking the questions. Uh, so every other Thursday we go live. If you have questions that you didn't ask here or you think of something later, usually the day before we go live, I'll post something on our story that you can submit questions and we will answer them on this live. Usually Chris will be here with me, usually next to me. If not, on uh, camera with me and now I found out that we can go live with like three people so we're going to continue bringing more people in um, but until next time peace <laughs>